Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh, H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho. Fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music biz number one supplier. Flyer than a piece of paper bearing my name. Got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right, Ho. Not DOC, but similar to them letters. No one can do it better. Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST, sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. No expense will spare in the recent multi-million dollar renovation to provide Flats Off Madison residents with premium finishes and the latest technological amenities. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one- and two-bedroom apartments in a smoke-free community. Stop by today or call leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. I am Case Krieger. He is Alex Allen. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that has officially won six straight football games. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad. Not so bad. Six straight football games, so I'm feeling pretty good. I think that's pretty good. Pretty good. Six is six is good. Six is good. Uh, before we get to the six straight football games, we'll talk about the World Series uh, ending in a tidy little gentleman's sweep. Let me take that. 4-1 Rangers. Uh, let the D-backs have one just because just they're very polite. And, uh, did you see um, the Diamondbacks head coach's postgame press conference? He was very sad. He was because he was like, I think I'm just going to get away for a while. I'm going to go camping and, and just like, turn off, eat like, ice cream and like sit in a tent by myself. Which. Respect the move. I mean, honestly, I mean, you just got done with a super long baseball uh, season. You're coming off of. I mean, this is this was a really good year for Arizona, right? Like yeah. nobody expected this. Yeah, no. Really. So, I mean, people kind of expected it. They were kind of trending this direction. Uh, I don't know if anybody expected them to make it to the World Series. But still, congrats to the Diamondbacks. But uh, go Rangers, I guess. Yeah, big shout to the Rangers. Corey Seager, one of the uh, four players to win two World Series MVPs, and he did it in both leagues. So cause he got the one with the Dodgers. Funnily enough, funnily, it's funnily. Funnily. Funny enough, uh, the last World Series he played in and won was also at Texas is a stadium. It was during the COVID season, so it was kind of a Mickey Mouse World Series. But he was the MVP in that one as well. Yeah. So, uh, good for Corey Seager, I guess. Yep, good for him, good for the Rangers, all that jazz. Super happy for all the Rangers fans out there. Are you? I only know one. Who? Oh, Blaine. Blaine. Are you happy for Blaine? Yeah. So it was Congrats, Blaine, I it guess. Was, I saw him and his wife posting on Instagram, and his wife, Savannah, went, Blaine basically is the only Rangers fan that we've ever met. He invented Rangers fans, and I messaged her, and I said, not quite true, but in this area, probably. I know another Rangers fan. Shout out to Bailey DeHart. Congrats to Bailey DeHart. Shout out to them. Shout out to Bailey on winning a, winning a World Series. She's just sad Joey Gallo is not on the team anymore. <laughs> um, anywho. Anywho. Let's move on. We had Gov's Madness last week. We did have Gov's Madness. It was madness. It was madness. For you them. weren't even there. I was not. I was covering a soccer ace You weren't even there, so you were not even a part of the madness. You are no madness. Nope. There was, there was a lot of madness for soccer, but we'll get to that we'll in talk a about that in a minute, but right now let's talk about Gov's Madness. You weren't there, but what did you, what'd you see when you watched it? Um, from the bits that I saw, it, I mean, I saw what I thought I would see from our men's and women's basketball teams. I thought it was good. You know, fan engagement. I thought that they were all hyped the entire time based off the photos and video clips that I saw. Um, 
I think it was a good introduction to both of these teams. Hansel was throwing dunks down. I'm sad I don't get to watch Isaac Haney shoot basketballs in games. I know. And the, the thing with Ice Haney, he got that nickname for a reason. He is, he is an electric shooter, and I think that's something people just don't realize. He's he, played, he did the whole three-point contest in sunglasses, which I found impressive. <laughs> Not even like the Oakleys that are meant to like for sports. Like I don't. I think they were just like designer sunglasses or something. Yeah. Not really meant to stay on your face as you're shooting a basketball. But yeah, he did it. They were dark too, so good for him. Isaac Haney could do whatever he wants. That dude is so much fun to watch. I like. He's one of my favorite players to watch in practice. Oh well, next year. Next next year, the A Sun better watch out. How many of those guys that are graduates have another year? Of eligibility, because I know like when Mike DeLillo got here, he was a graduate already, but he has two years of eligibility, obviously. So, Shamari Hale, same boat. So to my knowledge, when it comes to our graduate students, um, the only one that might have another year is Desi Jones, who came from Quinnipiac, because Demarcus Sharp, Jamonte Black have all used their eligibility. Um, Say Witt, I believe, has used his eligibility. His is a little bit weird, because he was at another JUCO, and then he went to Lincoln University of Missouri. And then he transferred to UTRGV. He was there for two or three months and then went back to Lincoln. Um, so I'm not 100% sure. I believe he's exhausted all of his eligibility after this year, though. Uh, Desi Jones would be the only one that I think could come back. But I don't know that for a fact yet. All right. Well, let's talk about that uh, exhibition last night against Tennessee Tech. That – so going into it, I knew that we would win. Like, I – Tennessee Tech is a respectable opponent. Granted, you know, they had just lost an exhibition to uh, UT Southern. So I was like, okay, it's an exhibition. doesn't matter. You know, these are two com- former conference rivals. Um, it'll be close. Eh, not close, but we'll win by 15 or 20. No, 39-point victory. Gubs come out on top 82-43 to 43 in the first basketball action played on Gary Matthews Court at FNM Bank Arena. Um, and I said it in the recap, but that's – it was exactly what you want to see in an exhibition. Everybody that played, all 10 active players, scored. Yep. Uh, we had four players in double figures. That's DeMarcus Sharp with 18. Des White, the freshman, with 13. He also had four three-pointers. Uh, Jamonte Black with 13 as well. And Say Witt with 10. Um, I was talking to a couple people after the game, and they were like, you weren't lying about DeMarcus and Jamonte. And I was no, like, pretty, I know. good, huh? And the thing is, is... You know, I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks. These guys are good. The way they practice, you would think they're in the middle of a conference tournament run pretty much. But, no, both those guys were great. Uh, I think one of my favorite things about the night is the first basket of the game. DeMarcus goes baseline, step, step back. back, and that's why we call him Step Back Sharp. Now, he wants to go – his nickname for this year is Agent Zero. But I've already told him every time you hit a little step back shot and I'm clipping it and putting it on X – um, it's step back sharp. That's fair. But no, so uh, DeMarcus had 18 points. He also had seven assists, five of which were on three-pointers. Um, accounted for 37 points. I think that's one of my favorite stats to look up after a game is you can see how many assists they have and then how many points did those assists translate to. Um, so the Govs hit nine three-pointers, I believe, in the game. Um, and Sharp assisted on five of those. He played well. Uh, Des White, a little, kind of, sort of, bit of a slow start. But like I said, he finished with four triples. Uh, Jamonte Black played like Jamonte Black. He hit three threes. I think if it was a regular season game, he's going off for at least seven. Um, he's the best returning three-point scorer in all levels of college basketball, not just Division One. 
um, Des White, him, like him and Des White are going to mess around and make a lot of threes. Um, <clears throat> but I thought it was good. I thought, you know, it, it was just fun to watch. Like I've watched this team practice. I watched a lot of their games from um, the guys that were Northwestern State, their games from last year. Um, it was good to see, you know, you got what the fans really wanted. You got a Hansel Emanuel breakaway dunk that just lit everybody up. Uh, if, there's, if there is one thing that that guy can do, it's Throw it down. dunk the ball. Throw it down. Um, but I think um, player specific, I think another player that looked really good to me was uh, Jalen Ware, the lone returning player. I mean, he had seven points, seven rebounds. It was completely different. I mean, like, you know, before this year, he was kind of your stretch four. Um, but I thought he, I, th- I thought he played really well in the post. Um, he went two for three from the free, two for three from the field, three for four from the charity stripe. Had two offensive rebounds, um, and he had those stats in about twelve minutes of play. Uh, overall, Govs hit just a hair above fifty-seven percent in the second half. That's something you want to see. You could tell that they were really just putting it on Tennessee Tech and just playing that, like, their brand of basketball. Um, only had three turnovers that game. Uh, outscored Tennessee Tech 23-2 to two in turnovers. I think that's a thing that you'll see a lot this year. Um, it's a stat that it's important. I mean, you don't, you don't turn the ball over, and you force the other team to have a lot of miscues. Tennessee Tech had 20 turnovers. Um, you translate that into 23 points, you are not going to lose very many, if any, games in the regular season when you have three turnovers, you force 20 and you score 23 points off those turnovers. So that was Alex's weekly 20 minute monologue about Austin P basketball. Get used. to. Oh it. yeah. You, you got to get used to it. This team is just so much fun to watch. Like writing that recap yesterday was I'm just going to zone out and read stuff on my computer while he does this every week. <laughs> all right. Uh, are you able to talk about any of the other teams, or, or, I, or is that all you remember? <laughs> let me let me talk about the soccer team. You can you can you try? I can. Okay. Um, so we were down in Fort Myers for the A Sun Women's Soccer Championship. Um, Govs came in as the seven seed. We talked about it last week because um, we recorded it the day of the game. Um, Govs faced number six Kennesaw State. It was, you know, when those two teams played in the regular season, it was scoreless. After ninety, ends in a draw. Um, Kennesaw State scored, and I want to say this late in the 78th minute. And one thing the Govs haven't really been able to do for the last few years, uh, even predating Coach McGowan, is when the other team scores first to answer back. So when Kennesaw State scored, I was like, uh, it's the postseason, anything can happen. But at the same time, you get a little bit nervous. But legitimately on their next possession, Govs come over, Ellie Drees, back of the net, got it. Um, so it's 1-1. She scores in the 81st minute. We go to overtime. Not a lot of shots by either team in overtime. Go to PKs. As soon – I could have told you this game was going to PKs long before. I was talking to Jordan Griffith, uh, Kennesaw State's SID, like throughout most of the match. And I was like, buddy, we're going to PKs. Just prepare. Um, Govs end up winning – or Govs end up advancing in the game after defeating Kennesaw State 3-2 in PKs. Katie Bond um, kicked one, made it. Um trying to think about who the other one was. Peyton Powell used to be a penalty kick taker as well on the soccer really? team. So, yeah. I didn't know that. Mary Parker Powell took one back in the day as well. Yeah. I mean, goalies got the strongest leg usually. They do. And 
But I was talking to Katie after the game. She said, I was like, have you ever made a PK? She's like, the only time I have ever made a PK in my entire career was in 2015 with my club team. I was like, oh, well, always a great time for a second. It's a pretty good time to get one, your first one in your college career. Um, biggest standout in that game was Lauren Berry. So I know one, one weird thing that a lot of people brought up to me is Katie Bond's taking PKs, Lauren Berry's defending them. But Lauren Berry, electric at PKs. Um, she stopped four of them. Uh, she, played she played really well on that line. I was talking to her um, as she was walking out there because I was going to go take pictures right next to the goal. And she's like, we're winning this. And I was like, for a freshman to have that level of confidence, especially a freshman that had only played in three games during the regular season, I loved it. Um, she played well. Alexis Schuster, Alexis Schuster uh, another freshman, um, hit the winning one. And Lauren towed the line, stopped the next one, Gov's advance. Um, the only thing I don't like about soccer, in the record book, that's a draw. Correct. That is the one thing. That, that, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. Um, and then after that, so that match was on Thursday, I believe. Uh, Gov's come back. They're playing number three Florida Gulf Coast on their home field at Pickering Field in Fort Myers. Um, Alec Baumgart hits a shot in the, I want to say, right around the 10th minute. Gov's take that 1-0 lead into the half. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast, the best second-half team in the A-Sun, comes back. They score three very quick goals. Um, and I was telling Coach McGowan uh, a couple days later, I was like, if this was a regular season, I think that probably would have been where the score stayed. Um, but it's the postseason. This team was fiery. Uh, Alana Owens, another freshman, came back, netted a goal from probably 20 yards out on the right. I I think when she kicked it, she thought it was a cross, but she just put it from right to left, tucked it in that top left uh, side of the net. Beautiful goal. Go, uh, Govs cut their deficit to 3-2. Sadly, that's where the score stayed. But overall, I mean, this was the first postseason run in the A-Sun by this program. I thought they played well. I thought that they showed a lot of promise. I think this is a team that, you know, I think they're going to continue to grow, and I think they're going to continue to make results like this and even more next year. Cross-country team ran at the A-Sun Cross-Country Championships last Saturday. It was a 10th place finish for the women, powered by a season and personal best from eight different runners. Not bad. Savannah, not, excuse me, Ashley Doyle led the team for the fifth straight race with a 55th place finish, 19.08.9 for her. The men's team placed 11th. Uh, freshman Ryan Cooley's personal best time led the team. He was followed by Lucas Bales, Jacob Swigert, Jackson Fowler, and Jack Fitzgerald. Uh, I believe the Govs are going to run at the NCAA South Regionals November 10th uh, down in Gainesville, hosted by the University mm -hmm. of Florida. It's looking like that's the case. So, season's not done. No, and I know uh, Coach Gibson-Smith said that she wants to bring a lot of players to that. Uh, it's good experience. Runners. Runners, sorry. Um, and it's good experience, especially with how young this team is. So, you want to go down there in Gainesville. You want to pick up some more PRs against some of the best teams in the region, of course, um, and just keep the season going. Men's tennis was in action last week. Yeah, so men's tennis concluded their fall season at uh, Chattanooga's fall tournament. Uh, picked up four singles and two doubles wins. Um, Giovanni Bacchis, uh highlighted the Govs singles game, uh, singles matches. Um, he advanced to the championship of his flight, uh, ended up dropping that one. But overall, really good tournament for him. And then in doubles, uh, the Govs ended up picking up two doubles wins. Bolton and Bacchis advance in their flight to their championship. Um, so, yeah, goes finished with six wins. Overall, good fall campaign. 
um, played some really good opponents, played them all well, picked up a lot of wins, and uh, you just want to take that going into the spring. Women's golf team started off the battle of the border against Murray State with a three and a half to two and a half lead on Monday. Uh, Govs played well in the best ball and alternate shot rounds. Uh, did not go as well in the singles matches. Uh, Murray State won five of the seven to win the battle of the border. Govs did get a win from Autumn Spencer in the final match of the day. She beat her opponent three to one. Uh, Maggie Glass halved her match as well. Uh, Good start. Did not did not finish in that one, but it's not a it's not a big deal. It's a one off match played match against Murray State to close the fall. You'd love to win it. You'd love to get some bragging rights, but we play tournaments in the spring. There's no match play in the A Sun Golf Championship, so onward we'll go to the spring. We won what four of our last three of our last five three of our last four tournaments, so. That team's going to be A-OK. Some volleyball happened this yep. past week. There was volleyball last night. Yeah. And last weekend. That there was. Um, Govs continued a pretty extended road trip as we approached the final couple matches of the regular season. Uh, Govs started with they dropped a 3-0 decision against Eastern Kentucky. Like I've said a lot. That's really a real, good team. It's a very good Eastern Kentucky team, one of the best serving and attacking teams in the conference and, honestly, the country. Uh, Govs following that one. Um, in straight set, score 9, 23, 15, respectively. I mean, not the match you wanted. Um, just weren't really able to click from the outside, especially. Um, after that one, Govs take a set on Bellarmine. Um, ended up dropping that one 3-1. And then in their most recent match last night, uh, ended up dropping a 3-0 decision to Lipscomb, who was number two in the ASUN. Tough little stretch. Govs need to close with some wins if they want to qualify for the Sun championship. Every game from this point on is a postseason game. Yeah, got to win. Got to yep. win if you want to get in. So that's how that's going. Let's get on to the football game. Homecoming. Yep. Homecoming right here at home. Mm, against, that is what they against say. Against North Alabama. Uh, Govs let the Lions into the building and just threw it all over the place. Yeah. Mike DeLillo, six touchdown passes to six different receivers. That's Javon Jackson, Jordan Goko, Brennan Smith, uh, Trey Goodman, Hatib Lyles, and Trey Shack. And you just knew that off the top of your head. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so pretty good day. Mike ties the program record with six touchdown passes. Uh, he broke the passing yard single game record earlier in the season. FCS National Player of the Week, TWSWA Offensive Player of the Week, uh, UAC Offensive Player of the Week, FCS Stats FCS for coming to Clarksville to give Mike his award. Gary Reasons mm-hmm. uh, came here and talked to a couple of players, talked to Javon Young, talked to Dr. Lakari, talked to Gerald Harrison, talked to Scotty Walton, talked to Mike. So they're showcasing the Govs and what's going on, and yeah. why wouldn't you? No, and I, I love that they actually came down here to present it with that award and just talked to everybody. Super Bowl champion Gary Reason stood on the sideline at Austin P. football practice and said, I've never seen a practice with this much energy and detail where they do not stop moving. Yep. So that, that was impressive. Uh, I mean, Mike was just slinging that thing. I mean, he, he had, what, five touchdowns in the first half, or did he have all six in the first half? Uh, five in the first half. And then it kind of slowed down. North Alabama's got a good team. That quarterback, Walters, has given us problems the past two years. He's a good player. Uh, Kenna Brew, that receiver, is, is really good. He's one of the best receivers in the FCS, I think. So that's a tough team. They've given everybody problems. Their record doesn't show it, but they've been in every game they've played. So not a team you would want to see again, really, but yeah. you don't have to. So Exactly. That's good. Big one this week. 
big one this week. Govs came in at number 17 and 19 in the polls ahead of their game against EKU. We'll talk about that later. Uh, there are still teams that don't rank the Govs. Or there are still voters that do not rank the Govs. Whatever. Just insane. Uh, I do want to say, this. I would say this is our biggest rivalry in the conference. Would you Would you agree? I, I, yeah, 100%. EKU coming up. So this week is also the Dakota marker game. South Dakota <laughs> State and North Dakota State. Yep. I want a trophy. I want a rivalry game trophy. We do need to get on that. I don't know if it's maybe because we've got a 10-year series with Murray State coming up. Maybe it's that. Yeah. Maybe it's with EKU. Maybe it's – I don't know. I don't know who it's with. Maybe it's with Central Arkansas. I don't know. Let's do something because the Dakota marker game, it's so cool that it has a name. Yeah. What, what do you name the Austin P. Eastern Kentucky rivalry? Because you can't use Battle of the Border. The Battle of the Old Guys in Hats. The Battle of the Gentlemen. <laughs> the, ba- <laughs> the, ba- the Battle of the Mustachioed Low ma- Mascots. It's, it's a name. Keep on workshopping. Well, it. the Colonel has a mascot and the Gov has a mascot. They are working out the Colonel for the Big E logo, though. So. Yeah. But they do both have mustache. They're both yep. mustachioed. So, I don't know. We need to – we'll crowdsource that one. Yeah. If you have a name for an Austin P. rivalry series, obviously we have the Battle of the Border. Mm-hmm. We could do a trophy with that one. I don't know what it would be. but uh, You could do that one, but we definitely need one, like, for Eastern Kentucky. I think for football we need an Eastern Kentucky. I mean, think about it. I mean, the, the battle – I mean, there's the battle for the wagon wheel. There's the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe. There's the <laughs> victory bell. Why don't we need a trophy game? We 100%. And it, I, it started by me seeing the Dakota marker game this week, which I will be tuned into before the Govs play. It's always a fun one. What do you think? Maybe in North Dakota. What do you think? North Dakota State's not the favorite. They're about to lose four in a row in this series. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I think North Dakota State is still good. I think they're going to make a really deep postseason run. I ain't got them in this game. You're not taking the bison. I'm not taking the bison. What about a bison upset? What if I called that shot? I don't think they will. But I don't think they will <laughs> either. They will. But I'm kidding. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and pick against South Dakota State. Not today. Not next week. Not yeah. this season. That is. That is by far the best team in the FCS statistically. I think I'll take them. I, it's not going to be a landslide. I think it'll be. I think you're looking. Oh, at, oh the bison are going to be fired up for this one. It's going to oh, yeah. be a game. I don't right. think they're going away easily. I think it'll be like a 10-point game. Where are they playing at? I have no idea. Does that affect your decision on that? Uh, not the result, but how close it'll be. Is it in Fargo? It is in Brookings, South Dakota. Give me South Dakota that State. That means the bison have to play outdoors. Yep. Give, give me uh, Those bison are used to their nice little warm dome. Yep. They do practice outside. I'll give them that. They practice outside. Give me a North Dakota State. Or it's kind of no, a wild move to practice outside and then play in a dome. Yeah. But I've seen videos of them practicing outside. But I was like, I feel like you kind of have to because it's like if you just practice indoors all the time, you are not acclimated to the outdoors. Yeah. Especially I mean, with all the teams When you that look you're at playing. the teams they play. So the only other teams with a dome, Idaho and Idaho State have a dome. Right. Uh, North Dakota and South Dakota have domes. I didn't know South Dakota had a dome. Yeah. I believe South Dakota and North Dakota do. So the only teams that are outside really are that you're having to worry about. Montana, Montana State, Sac State, Weber. Yeah. Northern Arizona's in a dome, but they're in Arizona, so. Yeah. Northern Colorado's outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It makes sense. You play a lot of outdoor games. You might as well. Yeah. Toughen them up, right? Exactly. All now right. Now, give me, give me a South Dakota State 37-28. 37-28 Jackrabbits, he says. I don't have a prediction on that one. I, I only predict Austin P games, but. A lot of good FCS football this week. There is. Austin P at EKU. It's a first-place game. Battle of the Dakota marker. Like I said, 
don't always have to be watching the FCS or FBS games. Yeah. No, there's. This has been a really fun year for the FCS too. Yeah, it's re- if you look at the rankings, there's really no like. Obviously, South Dakota State's been number one all year long. They get every first place vote deservedly. So after that, I mean, it's really a toss up. I mean, how about Furman's number two Furman's, this week. I say, how about Furman at number two? I think Furman's number two because they were number three the week before. And I, the team in front of them lost and they won, and there was nobody else that was going to jump them. It just okay. Furman's next, which every team that's been number two has lost this year. So right, probably not a great sign for Furman. Give me the Paladins again. Taking the Paladins. They're playing Chattanooga for the SoCon Championship this week, basically. Yeah, I think Furman will win that one. Yeah, Chat's I'm not, good, but... Chat's not the number 12 team in the country. I don't know who they've beaten, but not, I don't think they've beaten enough people to be number 12. Look at that schedule. They've won some games. There's, they've lost twice, but I just don't think they've done enough to be number 12. But yep. kind of the same thing. Like They keep winning. Teams in front of them keep losing. Just That's just how it works. Can't really SES is really just a mess this year behind South Dakota State. So. It is. It is. All right, well, that's all we got. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with Gus Freeman of the Austin P. Baseball team right after this. Joining us on the PCAST, we've got a graduate catcher on the Austin P baseball team. That's Gus Freeman. Gus, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Gus, no class today? What's what's the no schedule class. look like? No, all online. All online. Oh, yeah. Those graduate you got you guys have it nice. You graduate. hundred percent, yeah. You graduated what, last spring? I graduated this summer. This summer, okay. Mm-hmm. Took me a little, like, an extra semester because of the transfer. Yeah, it happened. Transferred three different schools. Takes yep. a little while longer. You're done now, though. That's oh, what yeah. I'm not oh, done, yeah. but close. I'm done with the undergrad. Mm-hmm. So when, when's the master's finished up? I'll finish my master's this summer. This I'm summer. getting the master's in business, business management. There you go. All right. So no class. Do you have any, So no online class. Have you had any in-person classes at Austin P? Yes. Just last uh, semester? Last fall. Last fall. I had two in-person classes. So uh, personally, I, I liked the in-class like in class uh, or in person classes yeah. a lot better just because I, I feel like it's easier to learn. Yeah, kind of got to teach yourself on your own when it's online. I, I, most of the kids I have on the podcast now are like I'm all online and I love it, but it's it is a little harder to learn mm-hmm. online because mm-hmm. if you don't know it, you don't have anybody like there to ask. Hundred percent. Yep. So let's talk about baseball. Uh, first, I want to know how'd you become a catcher? Uh Growing up, it was always me and my little, or me and my older brother. We were the two best players on the team, and so one of us would play first base, and one of us would catch, or one of us would play shortstop, and the other would catch or play first base. It was just kind of the kids who could catch the ball kind of played there. Yeah, someone uh, had someone that could yeah, hundred percent. Right? And we were just playing on our local team, like nothing really big time or anything like that. Uh, just a league around home with all of our friends from school, and so. I just kind of started catching, and once I started catching, I loved it because I got the ball every play, so yeah. I thought that was the coolest part, and just kind of wrote it out ever since then. You have a favorite catcher? I feel like I always forget to ask. Like, who's your favorite? favorite? Joe Maurer, Joe for Mauer. sure. Yeah, that's why I wear number seven. Okay. I, I, I wasn't expecting that from the Kansas, but mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe like a Molina. I was th- no, yeah, I mean, I definitely, in my top three, I would definitely say like Joe Maurer, Yadier Molina, and then... I'd have to go with Pudge, just a little old, old school. As a Reds fan, I'm a little offended there's no Johnny Bench on that I mean, list. Johnny Bench is a good one, too. 
So uh, you're a Kansas kid. Does that make you a Royals fan? Oh, yeah, 100%, even when we're terrible. Even when you're terrible. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I get it. Like I yeah. said, a Reds fan. We're pretty, we've been bad, too. We're coming Close up. this year. Close we're, we're this year. We're getting close. We're getting close. At least you've won a World Series in your life. True. That I, is true. We actually – I got lucky to go with my parents. We went to a lot of the games in 2014 and 2015 when they ended up winning it. Um, we were actually in 2014 when they lost to the Giants. We were at game seven. It was me, my dad, my sister, my brother – so that was pretty cool. I mean, other than yeah, the fact I, that we lost. I, yeah, still. Until we lost. I mean, that was definitely the quietest I've ever heard a stadium in Kansas City. I, you could have heard a pin drop in that stadium. I've been to one Reds playoff game and they lost. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, those playoff losses hurt. Yeah, 100%. Oh, all right. So you played Blue Valley North High School. Uh, all Kansas League as a senior, all Kansas League as a junior. Same thing as a sophomore. Uh, talk about your high school career. Uh, I mean, high school, it was a lot of fun. I Got the opportunity to play as a freshman on varsity, um, so that was really fun. Uh, actually, freshman year, the first game of the year was against Riley Pint, um, the number four overall pick yeah, that year. He's not bad, huh? Yeah, no, he doesn't suck. He was throwing 102, and there was like 90 scouts, to 100 scouts behind him plate, <laughs> so that was that was pretty cool. I didn't get to play Did in the game. Did you make it on any of his MLB Network draft package highlights? No, but my one of my best friends, he, he actually was on Sports Illustrated. He was hitting – when or he might no he was pitching and Riley Pint was hitting and then he gets drafted as a pitcher throwing 102 so that was pretty cool um but yeah no high school was fun I got to play with my brother um my sophomore and junior year um so that was really cool I look up to my older brother a lot so it was cool getting to play with him um and then really just playing with a bunch of my friends that I grew up with um that I'm still really good friends with today it was cool playing with them and then senior year, we had a coaching change, and uh, Mike Dudley became the head coach, who I loved to death. Like, I still talk to him all the time. He actually had a kid that just committed to Cali, and he was calling me, him and the kid, and they were in, like, a study hall class. He was, like, asking me all about Cali and what it was like, just kind of giving the kid the breakdown. So it's pretty cool when I get to go home and go hit with him, go talk to him, go see him, stuff like that. You also play a little basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what position were you playing on the on, on the basketball court? Uh, I would say I was more of like the defensive specialist. A defensive stopper? Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't really the scorer, I would say. But I definitely – it was cool playing basketball in Kansas. There's a lot of really good players that I played against. I mean, I guarded Christian Braun all four years who yeah. just won a title with the Jayhawks last year and then – or two years ago and then goes to the NBA and won a title with the Nuggets this past year. Yep. So just and then just playing against guys like that was really cool, and it's cool to see him now, uh, or like Jeremiah Robertson Earl, he plays for the Thunder, and like there's just a couple different guys that went really big. I uh, played against Bull Bull growing up. I played against him in eighth grade. And what's then, it like guarding that guy? You can't. You can't. He's too big. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really undersized in high school, so. I mean, when he, he was, was he, how big was he in eighth grade? Seven two, and you're what? Yeah, I was about six foot. Yeah, he was a year older than me, and so. He, I, I want to say, I remember vividly, he dunked on me, which hurts to talk about, and he was an eighth grader, and I was in seventh grade, and he dunked on me, and that was the first time I'd ever even seen anyone dunk in a game, so I didn't even know it could be done, he was like six, eight, and eighth grade, and so, yeah, that was pretty cool. So you've been dunked on by an NBA player, though, that's kind of Yeah, cool. yeah, I mean, I guess that's cool now. It wasn't cool in the moment, my, uh, my family was there, and my cousin, so I didn't think it was cool in the oh, moment. Oh, yeah, that hurts a little bit. Do you have, like, a photo of that one? Anybody get a photo? No, no thank goodness, thank, yeah. Thank goodness, right? <laughs> All right, Cali College, out mm-hmm. of high school, uh, COVID shortened season that first year. Yep. 
So just 14 games. But the next year, you guys have 41 games and, what, a fifth-place finish at yep. the Juco World fifth Series? Fifth place, yeah. Talk about that trip to Grand Junction. Oh, man. Grand Junction was cool. It was, I mean, that was definitely the one of the coolest baseball experiences I've had so far. Hopefully this year when we go to regional, I can say that that changed. That's right. Um, but, yeah, no, Grand Junction was awesome. That team was really special. I mean, it was a bunch of guys kind of like how we have here. It's just a bunch of guys that love one another and play for each other, and that's really what you got to have if you want to have a winning team. And, I mean, the coaches at Cali do a great job of just beating winning into your head, and you kind of got to be a winner to survive there. It's a tough place to be. Um but I really liked being there. I loved it there. I loved all my teammates. Like I still talk to them, uh, and I talk to the coaches a lot too, which is pretty cool. You had a pretty good trip to Grand Junction, five for fourteen with three doubles. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun there. Um, obviously, success was good. It sucked. We actually lost, but we got knocked out by Central Arizona, which is who Matt Arable, who played here yeah. last year, he played there, and so my best friend from JUCO gave up the go-ahead home run to him in Grand Junction. To Matt Arable. Yes, when they beat us. So we always got to talk, talk about that last year. Oh. And then I still, now that I know Matt, I always give my best friend crap about that. So, Oh, that's funny. All right, so do you play against any other teammates? Uh, I didn't. I'm trying to think. I played against Clayton Gray when he was at Crowder. Okay. I played one game against them in the fall. I believe it was in the fall. Maybe one in the spring. And then, but in that World Series, Garrett Martin was there. They won it that year. Yep. And then Maddie was there. Uh, Clayton was there. And so it was. It's kind of cool looking back on it now because yeah. there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys that were there. And then Titan Hayes, who's mm-hmm. a new newcomer this year, he was on the team at Cali. My his it would have been his freshman year, my yep. sophomore year. All right. So out of Cali, you go to Louisiana Monroe. Five games, start four at catcher that year. Uh, just one year there. Mm-hmm. And you come to Austin P. Oh yeah. So talk about that first phone call with Roland. Oh man, Roland. That first phone call with Roland was something else. I, I mean, it was definitely the most energy I'd gotten from a coach, and I was kind of I was coming off. Of, I broke my hand that year. I broke my okay. handmate bone, and so I was kind of just struggling. I knew that I really didn't want to go back. I wanted to go somewhere where I thought I would get a lot more player time. And I really just told Roland that I wanted to go somewhere where we were going to win. Um, I mean, Roland emphasized that the whole time on the phone that we, uh, we're going to win and we're going to win like now. We're not going to wait around. We don't, want, we don't have time to wait around. We're going to win and we're going to win now. And so I think, I mean, it was a really easy sell, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, once I talked to Roland, I was like, okay, like this place, this place is pretty awesome, pretty special. Like, just and I also it helped too because I knew Connor Gore because he went to Cali, uh, the year after me. But we were all mutual friends. Funny enough, we actually played video games all the time together when he was at Cali. So I had no idea, obviously, that we were going to end up playing together. You were playing with some of your old friends, and yeah. he just happened and to be there. And he would just always be on there. Yeah. And so I actually became really good friends with him. And uh, yeah, and so talked to Rowan a bunch of times that summer, and then I came on my visit here with Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Um, Because he's from Monroe as well. And we came on my visit, and the funniest part was when we were driving home, Jackie was like, man, that was awesome. Like, I love that place. Like, I think we should go. And I'm just sitting in the driver's seat driving us back home. Like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, I think it was cool trying to downplay it, really. And in my head, I was like, well, yeah. Like, I didn't think there was a chance that I was going to go anywhere else after 
came here and met all the coaches. And then um, when I committed, uh, Roland called me, and I was we were, me and my dad were on a bike ride. So we were back in some woods, like riding bikes around, just whatever, on a nice summer day. And Roland called me and uh, just kind of we were talking. And then I was I was like. I told my dad before we went on the bike ride, I was like, I feel like if I talk to Roland in the next couple of days, like, I'm just going to tell him I want to go. Like, I don't, I don't see myself going anywhere else. Like, right. I love the coaches. Like, that's, that, I think that's where I want to be. Like, and so then funny enough, we're on a bike ride and I was just like, Roland was just talking, 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 you know, kind of how Roland is just all oh, amped yeah. up oh, talking yeah. to me. And I was like, bro, like, can I just stop you there? I'm coming. Like. I yeah, want to be, yeah, I want to, like, you don't have to keep selling me. I want to be a gov. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm telling sold. you. And then you just hear him screaming, fired up in the background. Oh, I'm sure he's so, yelling down oh, the yeah. hall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of answered my next question. I was going to say, do you know anybody else coming here? You know Connor Gore, you yeah. know Jackie? Yeah, I knew Connor, I knew Jackie, and then I knew John Bay. Um, I wasn't, like, friends with him, but we were mutual friends through, because he was really good friends with Connor, and then a kid they played with, yep. they lived with at Oklahoma State, Trevor Martin. Yep. Uh, I was friends with him through another mutual friend at Cali, and then I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I know any. I didn't really know anyone else. All those um, Oklahoma boys know each other, though, right? Yeah, just kind of. <laughs> they're all we're all like kind of intertwined yep. in just a certain way. All right, so I ask you about your first first phone call with Roland. Talk about the first time you met Kears. Uh The first time I met Kears, it was really funny. It was actually on my visit, um, and I called him, and I just was like, "Hey, like, do you know anywhere?" to eat around here and he was just listen off here's all the best places to oh, eat Kears gave you Kears. a thousand names, yes he did not he help like, at all no he was he was like i was because me and jackie showed up and we no idea what's good and never even heard of austin uh, the best right, part Kears has been here forever yeah exactly and and so yeah no my first impression of Kears was i mean it was a good one it was exciting i mean but i was like after we got off the phone, I was like, well, Jackie, I have no idea where we want to go eat now. So we got like five places, which one do you yeah, want to go to? at all. Yeah. So then we ended up just driving downtown and then finding something. We ended up going to Black Horse, which was good. That's and the right choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what Kier should have just told you. He should have said, hey, just go to Black Horse. Yeah, so we went there, and it was good. And we talked to some people there about Austin P and everyone. It was really funny because when we were eating there uh, – we both had like baseball shirts on and people were like, Oh, are you recruits? Like, are you coming to like, are you part of Rowan and blah, blah, blah. And so it was, it was cool that people already knew about Rowan. And I mean, I think it'd been only like two weeks after he'd gotten yeah. the job and people were asking us about They're fired up. It. Yeah. And so I think that was one of the things that sold me too, is just getting fucked. Everyone was just really fired up about it. So, first season here, 29 games, 23 starts at catcher, 18 hits, 18 runs, four doubles, three home runs. Talk about that season for you. Yeah, last year last year was a really fun year, um, even though last year really gave me the love of the game back, I yep. would say. You know, um, it was nice because whenever I was at Cali, that's what it was like. It was fun to go to the yard. Like, I wanted to stay at the yard the whole day. And then once I got to Monroe and kind of got – broke my ham eight and – then it was like, well, I don't really want to go to the yard. Like, eh, like, you know, I just think it was tough for me after I got hurt to, you know, find the love in baseball. And then right. I think watching from an outsider standpoint, just being hurt, not being able to be in the game and stuff like that, knowing you don't have a chance to play, I think it helped me out a lot with uh, just putting it into a different perspective. So I think last year just – Every game that I got to be in, it was like, well, I'm going to play as hard as I can no matter what. Like, I may play one game this week or I may play all four games this week. Yep. And 
no matter what, just trying to play as hard as I can. And so I think I think it was tough too last year. Just I had to sit out the first three weeks because I uh, messed up my arm in like the second to last inner squad of the fall. Yeah. So then it was kind of tough just being hurt on and being off. Right and, back there where you were. Yeah, and it was it was like you were trying to get yourself to not play scared. Mm-hmm. And so I think I saw a lot of success towards the end of the season because I mm-hmm. kind of got over that scare factor. My arm stopped hurting. And so, yeah, and then I felt like I just kind of fit into the lineup and was seeing a lot of success, which was helpful. How did you break your handmate bone? Just a swing? Yeah, so we were playing – I'm trying to remember. It was a night game at home. I can't remember what school we were playing, but it was like a sidearm lefty throw, 94, really good stuff. And he just – he threw a sinker away – and I swung, kind of felt weird. The next swing, I check swung. Yeah, that'll do it. And my hand just didn't feel right. I ended up 0-2. I laid down a bunt because I was like, I know I can't swing here. <laughs> I cannot swing Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, well, better than striking out. I might as well just lay down a bunt. Laid down a bunt, of course got out. Um, but I, in my head, I was like, well, it's better to strike out. Yeah, I'll take, I, yeah, book, right? yeah I'll, take, I'll take that instead of, a, instead of a strikeout. And then ended up playing – the next weekend, I played at Nickel State, and, I mean, I was swinging with basically just my top hand. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Old Miss, play at Old Miss, and my hand actually felt a lot better. I think I went like two for three or two for four mm-hmm. with a double at Old Miss, played well there. And then I slid into third. I stole third, slid into third, and kind of jammed my hand, and then that's when it was like, oh, gosh, I can barely move my hand. Next week, and I really don't know how I played so long with it. I just kind of just yeah. taped it up as tight as I could and hoped it was good. And then when we were at Coastal Carolina and we were hitting BP, and then I just couldn't move my hand after a swing. It was like third swing of the day. Yeah. And I couldn't move my hand. And I was like, and I was actually in the lineup that day. Not, which, then you're like, I'm not in the lineup. Yeah. And I was like, coach, like, I don't think I can play. And then they took me and got an x ray, and they were like, yeah, you definitely broke your, broke your hammy. So that was tough news, yeah. So you got it fixed in the one hand. Did you get the other hand done, too? Because I've seen, like, uh-uh. some major leaguers, when they break one, they'll get them both done. Uh-uh. No, I didn't. I just got my left hand done, my bottom hand. It's a weird thing, too, because, like, you'll see, like, oh, like, so-and-so broke his right ham at bone, and he had surgery on both on of both, them. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah well, why weird. not at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a useless bone. Like, you don't gonna, use it for anything. If you're a big leaguer and you're going to miss a month or a month and a half, you might as well yeah, not 100%. miss a month and a half for the other one later. 100%. Yeah. All right, wild card game tonight. Oh, yeah. Sell me on it. Why, why, tell me why everybody needs to be here. I mean, the wild card game's, the wild card game's special. Last year was a lot of fun, but I'm really excited because this year it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be packed. It's going to be juiced. Uh, I'm excited. My dad's actually coming tonight, um, which is going to be pretty cool. And, uh, no, I think – I mean, the wild card game is just a good time to see your govs for the first time, you know, get your new look at the 24 govs and – you know, I just think it will give a reason to for more people to keep coming back because I know that we're going to play good baseball, and it may be a little cold, but you can always wear some extra blankets. Yeah, that's right. You can always wear some extra clothes. Have you guys picked teams already? We do have the teams. So it's Team Garrett Martin versus Team Sean we don't Kelly. Know who, we don't yes, know who. Yes, we don't on. know who the coaches for your team are, but we do know, like, what team. So I you know what on. team you're on. You yeah. don't know which one's coaching. Yes. We know it's Garrett Martin or Sean Kelly. Yes, yes. Well, which team are you hoping to be on? Uh, you can be with the future. I mean, you big really, you really can't be wrong, right? Because you got the a big, big leaguer, leaguer yeah. or the past big leaguer. Yeah, if it was me, I'd probably, 
I love G-Mart to death, but I'd probably say Sean Kelly just because I got to hang out with G-Mart all yeah, last week. Yeah, you spent all last year in a dugout yeah, with Yeah, last year and then last you week he was here. never got to hang out in a dugout with Sean exactly. Kelly. Exactly, and then he like he when he comes now, he just kind of stays at our house. And so it's cool that he gets to stay with us. and we. You see him all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like, talk to him on the that phone. Guy played and, with, that guy won, like, played in World Series. Yeah, like, yeah 100%. Give me that guy. Yeah, I want that guy. But <laughs> it is cool. Sean Kelly came to our game when we played Tennessee last year. Yeah. And so I remember going up to hit, and he was he really didn't give us any coaching advice, but he was just kind of talking to me about – I just asked him what he saw in the pitcher, and so he was kind of talking to me about that. So it was kind of cool to see what he thought before I went up there. It's cool to be at a place where guys like Sean will just come back and hang out. And 100%, yeah. It'll be uh, it'll be Guys fun. that are excited to come back. Yeah, yeah. It'll, be, uh, it'll be a fun time. We've got a couple Austin Peay baseball guys going in the Hall of Fame this year. Oh, yeah. So whenever we get those guys back in town, you'll see some, you'll see some guys that really love Austin Peay. It'll mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. All right, so enough about baseball. I was told that you love Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Taylor Swift has been like my celebrity crush my whole life. Uh, I, I've heard you're upset she's dating Travis Kelsey. Just a little bit, but I, I mean, when I was younger, I thought I had a chance. But you I think you I had a chance. Yeah, I think I think I'm a little, t- I'm a little too old to think that I have a chance with Taylor Swift. Does it hit a little close to home now that she's in your in Kansas City, with and it's not with you? I mean, I think it's pretty funny. I think it's pretty ironic. <laughs> um, I've been to a couple of Taylor Swift concerts, so. In Kansas City, in Arrowhead, so I think it's funny now that she's at every game and on TV every second of every game. Sometimes it gets a little annoying. Sometimes uh, you like to show me the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. One of my buddies and I will text and we'll be like, "I wonder how many times they show Taylor Swift today. Do you think it's over or under ten? Like just messing around." And so, but it, yeah, no, it's cool. And I mean, I'm planning on going to the game on uh, Christmas Day when they play the Raiders. And so hopefully, she'll, I mean, she's got to be there. Christmas it's, Day, she's got to be. It's Christmas. She's got to be with the Kelseys on Christmas. So that's gonna be a good, good way to spend Christmas, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. I think it's gonna be me, my mom, and my little brother. What's it gonna be? About two degrees? Yeah, that was the only thing we were talking about. We were like, well, it could be negative ten and snowing, so you never know. So we might have to bundle up. So it's worth it to go see see my homes and the boys. right? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You're a big cheese guy, right? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I was also told you're afraid of snakes. Yeah, I really don't like snakes. Why snakes? I don't know. I mean, growing up, I used to think it was cool to pick them up and play with them and stuff. And then, I don't know. I think I just, once I got to, like, high school, I thought they were just the nastiest things ever. What about, like, spiders? Are you cool with spiders? Yeah, spiders don't really bother me. Maybe, like, a big tarantula. Yeah. Like, those are. See, I'm the opposite. I'd rather see a snake than a spider. Yeah, see, I just, I don't know. Like, I like being outdoors and stuff. I like going hunting with my friends and stuff like that but i just can't do snakes when we're walking around i'm like oh gosh i just try and look up because yeah, i just don't want to see it yeah see it. what do you hunt uh i mean i don't really go hunting too much i used to hunt a lot when i was at juco because we really didn't have much to do anything to do right. so i'd tag along with a bunch of my buddies and then i hunted a little bit in louisiana because there was a kid on the team that uh lived he had a like land 45 minutes away yep. from monroe so we'd go out there a lot, but I really haven't gone hunting since I've been here. Hanging out with the Duck Dynasty bunch down there hunting, right? Oh, yeah. They're oh, right yeah. around there. Yeah, they're actually from Monroe. Yep. So. so you spent that year in Louisiana. What was the best food you got down there? My favorite food was definitely jambalaya. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The food, I, that was the one thing. I didn't I didn't necessarily care for too many things in Louisiana, but I, the food was 
Yeah, Un- undefeated. The I've food had family was family in Louisiana, and I love it in here in Clarksville, but the food's got nothing on it down there. Yeah, no, everything was good, and I really didn't like spicy stuff when I showed up there. Now I got to put krill seasoning on everything. On everything, and, little yeah. Tony Shasher. Right? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, Roland told me you can low key dance, and uh, I was going to ask you that anyway because every time you hit a double. You're getting down out there at second base. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like to celebrate. Most of them, most of them are like team celebrations, you know? yeah. So it means something to the guys. So I like to throw in a big double celly. I definitely, yeah, I like to dance. I think you've got the biggest double celebration on the team because I think it was the Jacksonville series I was at. Yeah, and I was taking yeah. photos, and you were really getting into it out there dancing. Yeah, that I mean, that series meant a lot to us too. So I think it was just a little bit. Of, it was, I mean, it was right after Harrison got hit in the face. Yeah. And then John Bay hit the grand slam to take the lead. And then I went – well, then the next pitch I squared the bunt because third baseman's playing left field. Yeah, John it, hit a home run. Who's expecting a bunt? It was right after the home run, right? Yeah. And so I squared a bunt, and I actually get hit, and they said it was a foul ball. Yeah, it was it was tough. And then I was like, all right, well, I think they might have thrown at me on purpose, whatever. So then I was a little angry. And then I went backside double, and then Lyle Miller Green goes oppo home run. I mean – best sequence ever to put somebody away and win a series yeah no, so that was, was a lot just, of fun yeah no it was just, so it was just exciting you know um i'm definitely excited to play them this year uh they definitely i mean they gave us a run for the money they got good arms but i just think it was exciting it was when they brought the best of our team out i think yep uh roland also said you've got some electric energy which <laughs> easy to tell are you just trying to match what he's got going on i mean it's hard. It's hard to match. I don't want to give Roland too much credit, obviously, but it is hard to match his energy. I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, no, I just I don't know. I just get. I love baseball, so just showing up to the yard every day, just, just seeing fired up. Yeah, just seeing my guys every day fires me up. I mean, every every time I walk in the door, I just feel like I got a big smile on. Just happy to be here, and I don't know. I just got the just try and bring the juice every day. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, exactly. So you've got you're one of five siblings. Yes. Where do you fit in age-wise? It's you, Alex, Addy, Van, and Connor, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's Alex and then me. So I'm second. second oldest. Yep. What's it? Uh, do you guys all play sports? Uh, no, I'm the only one that plays sports now. Okay. My older brother, he now works. He's a financial planner. Okay. In Kansas City, um, he played baseball in high school. He plays golf now. He's okay. really good golfer. Yeah, we get a little. We have a golf friends golf tournament every year with our all of our friends from high yep. school. We travel to like different places. Like it's kind of a big deal now. Oh yeah, I think at least. Yeah, no, you know, listen, no one got, else listen, thinks we've it's. We got one yeah. from all the guys I was here with too. Yeah, Don't yeah. Worry. So no one else really thinks it's a big deal, but we get like hats and koozies every year. So, but he was my partner the past two years, and uh, we have not done very well. Oh no. And so that was a tough – it took us like a month, I'd say, or a couple of weeks to get over last year because last year I did not play well on Sunday. And so that was a – he was – the cart discussions were not a positive cart Not a lot of positive self-talk? No, no, no. And then, yeah, and then my sister, she goes to Arkansas. And then my two little brothers, uh, they're actually – they do like theater. Okay. They're in the play, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um they you actually introduced him to your teammate. That did, did, which one was it? He was on the PCAST like two weeks ago. Oh, uh, Clayton. Clayton, yeah, yeah. Clayton. He does. He did Camp Rock. Yeah, hundred percent. No, they actually just did a play. I think it was last weekend that they did, and so they were all juiced up about that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're not, I feel like everyone's got their own niche in our family. Like, some everyone does something a little different. Like my sister, she was a dancer in high school, and yep. so 
everyone's kind of got their own thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So what's your, so you talked about your major, your business, what administration management, management, business yes, management. So what's your plan when you graduate next summer? Uh, well, hopefully I, I really want to do something with baseball. I can't imagine doing something without baseball. Yeah. Just not I being just, around the field. Yeah. I can't, it's tough for me. Cause originally when I started school, I thought I was going to do accounting. I thought yeah. I was going to go work for like Ernst and Young in Kansas city, do mm -hmm. something in accounting. And I thought that'd be cool, but now that I'm getting closer to the end and this hopefully not being my last year, but probably being my last year, um, just I th I just can't see myself doing anything without baseball in it. Uh, I think coaching would be really cool. I'm trying to convince Roland to let me GA here next year. Yeah. So every hey, everybody always wants a catcher on staff because you need a catching coach. A hundred percent. Well, we do have Heath, and he do have Heath. He might be the best catching coach in the country. Is that is that is that a endorsement for Heath Holiday, best catching coach? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. So I think it'd be cool to GA, but if not, I mean. Try and find something else coaching, or I wanted to get my master's in business management. That way, I can try and maybe do something in like the front office for a major league team. I yeah. think that would be pretty sweet too. So, hey, if he's the best catching coach, someone needs to be the best assistant catching coach. Hundred percent. Why not learn from the best? Yeah. All right. Last question before the rapid fire questions: Why Austin P? Why Austin P? Mm. I mean, when I picked Austin P. I picked it because it was somewhere where you could be yourself, you know. Um, I wanted to come somewhere where everyone's wanted and you want to show up to the yard every day to have a good time and just somewhere where you're going to get better and somewhere where, I don't know, just, just the energy is different. Like there's different energy in this room every day when we come in here for our team meetings. Um, when we're in the locker room, there's just a different kind of energy and you know everyone works as hard as they can which is cool too it's not like i've been to places in the past where not everyone's like wants to work as hard as they can every day you mm -hmm. know not everyone's trying to get better and so i think that's something cool about baseball here is that everyone's trying to get better and then other than that like school wise i mean i really like the campus i know i don't go on it much <laughs> but i really i think the campus is perfect i never wanted to go to i mean i always thought it'd be cool to go to some big school but Deep down, I really always wanted to go to like more of like a medium-sized school, mm -hmm. like it is here, um, and because obviously I've been to the small school in Cali, yeah, and so I knew I didn't want to do that again because there wasn't much to do. But no, I definitely like it here. I think I think Clarksville's great. I've noticed the baseball and football teams have a great relationship this year too, because mm -hmm. all those guys are fired up to come out here tonight. You guys were yeah. fired up on the field with them on. Uh, oh yeah. I was standing down there at halftime, and you guys were letting, uh, letting North Alabama hear it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we definitely have a good relationship with the football team. Last year, uh, the quarterback, Mike DeLillo, oh, yeah. uh, he lived in the same apartment building. I lived with Trevor Conley and then Jackie Robinson last mm -hmm. year, and they lived in the same apartment building as us, and so we'd always hang out with them. and. Uh, Goko and just a couple of different guys on the football team. We'd hang out with them. And so I think it's cool to have a relationship. I think we have a pretty good relationship with all the sports, uh, which is pretty cool. And especially I think it's cool that we kind of hang out and talk to the basketball team a lot this year because last year we I don't even think I met one person on the basketball team. So I think it's cool that all the sports kind of get to hang out and talk to each other. That basketball team looked pretty good last night. Yeah, they we're, did. We're, it's going to be an exciting, uh, yeah, exciting basketball season. Oh, yeah. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right, let's do these rapid-fire questions. Okay. What's your favorite word or saying? Word or saying? Something you say a lot or all around the field. 
you know, I listened to the PCAST last week, so I figured I'd be ready. But yeah, I wasn't, everybody all, I wasn't everybody's ready. always like, I listen to prepare, and then they're not ready. Um, favorite word or saying? I mean, I, pr- I say juiced a lot. Juiced? Yeah, that's a big word that I say a lot. Okay, what's the last book you read? last book I read was definitely a book for class. It was called Power. Power for yeah. class. What's your worst habit? My worst habit? Hmm... Worst habit, probably kind of bite my nails, Yeah, which is disgusting. Yeah, it happens. It hurts to say, but yeah. Uh, do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Ooh. Um, probably not anymore. Not anymore? Back in the probably day, not. maybe? Yeah, back in the day when I was playing basketball and running all the time. Well, not you're not probably. running a mile. You're walking. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just feel like I don't even. You're a slow mover now? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say, I don't know trying to think yeah probably not i don't think i could what is one rule in any sport you want to change or add um if they would make three one breaking balls illegal (laughs) like you weren't if you get behind in the count you shouldn't be able to throw anything but a fastball because it's your fault for getting behind That's the first time we've ever had anything like that. So, like, I think 3-1. I mean, 2-1, I'll give you your 2-1 breaking ball, but 3-0, 3-1. You just hate seeing a 3-1 slider? Yeah. What is that? Like, you, I feel like you got, like, sorry, you're 3-1. You got to throw me a heater now. Me a you don't have a choice. Or, like, when Lyle gets up and it's 3-0 and they throw him a slider in the dirt. Like, what is that? I want to see Lyle hit a ball 500 feet. I don't want you to throw him a slider. That's, that's the funniest answer we've ever got on here. What app on your phone gets the most use? Um, probably, probably Snapchat. Yeah. Talk to most of my friends through that. Definitely not text messages. <laughs> What's the last gift you gave somebody? The last gift. Hmm. I have no idea. That's probably a bad thing. Should probably start giving more gifts. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you were casting a movie about yourself, who would you pick to play you? Ooh, um, probably Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Or trying to make people laugh. Yeah, or Adam Sandler. I think those guys are hilarious. <laughs> Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell? They're kind of they don't, they don't really look the same. No. Yeah. It, I mean, if we wanted to pick someone who looked more like me, I'd probably go Adam Sandler. He's I don't know if it has to be. Hair. I don't, the looks, it doesn't have to be based on looks. Some people pick their teammates just because they think they know them the best. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like, well, then if we're going to go teammates, I'd probably pick. It doesn't have to be a teammate. It's your movie. If I was to pick a teammate, I'd probably go John Bay. John Bay. I think John Bay is hilarious. <laughs> if you could go to any concert, who would it be? Taylor Swift. Again? Again, yeah. How many would that be? I want to say it'd be the third time. Worth it every single time? Oh, yeah. Especially now that she's got Taylor's new versions out. Just her old songs remade, I think it would be. If you were going to any concert not named Taylor Swift, who would it be? Uh, Probably Zach Bryan. Okay. I've really been dying. Or Chris Stapleton. Okay. I've been dying to go to either one of those two. But those tickets are. Not cheap. Not not cheap. cheap. What's the most embarrassing song you love? Oh, uh, I don't know. I feel like. Some of the Taylor Swift songs are pretty embarrassing. I get some weird looks at that. Uh, are you the biggest Swifty on the baseball team? 100%. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Probably, probably 22 by Taylor Swift. That's probably the most embarrassing song. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Ooh. Um, definitely Joe Maurer. 
Okay. Probably Joe Maurer, Patrick Ma- uh Joe Maurer, Travis Kelsey, and I can't say Taylor Swift if Travis Kelsey is there, so. <laughs> Joe Maurer, Travis Kelsey, and my older brother, because I think he would love to meet Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, Joe mm-hmm. Maurer, and your older brother. Oh, sounds yeah. like Sounds like a fun dinner. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. All right, this last question was a Jordan Goko question that's going to be in the podcast forever now, because it was... It was great. Uh, mm-hmm. If how would you survive a zombie apocalypse? See, I was thinking of the best way to answer this. I feel like, I feel like I'd have to hide. You're a you're hiding. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like you can't outrun it. I mean, you can either outrun it or you just you know, gear up and yeah, I mean, head into it. I think, I think I would just get in my house with a bunch, like get like twelve guys over there and just. Get locked in. Lock it up. Yeah, and try and lock down the house for as long as we can. Hold them off as, as um, long as you can. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who or what inspires you? Um, inspires me. I mean, obviously my parents. They've always been there for me. They do a lot for me. Um, yeah, probably my parents and my family. And then some of my teammates inspire me for sure. They make me want to do better and just be better because, you know, they're my guys and I don't want to let them down. What advice would you give to your younger self? I would just – I'd probably tell my younger self to just enjoy the enjoy the process more. I feel like I, when I was – like my first two years in college and in high school, I always was just thinking about where I was going to be, where I was going to finally end up, where I was trying to get, especially going to a JUCO. So I think it was just important to me. I think if I tried to enjoy the process a little more on the way, I think it would be a lot better. All right, last question comes from Michaela Powell. If you could only eat one food forever, what would it be? One food forever. See? It's not like a type of food either. She wanted like a food. Like not, you can't say seafood. Okay. See, I would say my favorite food is Kraft Mac and cheese. Okay. Like I would eat that every day if I could. But you're not, I feel like you can't pick mac and cheese. Probably got to be a protein, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I guess you could go with like. I feel like if you did, like, ground beef, or does that not count? Because you can make ground beef into a lot of stuff. But you don't get anything else with it. You would just be eating straight ground beef, I think. Oh. Maybe. I'll I'll give you, like, seasoning. Yeah, because I was thinking you could make ground beef and, like, do a burger. You could do just ground beef and, like, put it in a taco. See. Yeah, but I don't know if you get the taco shell. She said one food. (sighs) Okay, one food. And the taco shell seems like two foods. Yeah, 100%. And if you get a burger, you're probably going to have a bun. Um I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna go with Kraft mac and cheese. There I mean, I won't be getting my protein but it's your for favorite. a long time, you're, you're but it's my like favorite. It. Yeah, like I'll it. like it every time. <laughs> All right, Gus. Now you get to ask a question on next week's PCAST. What do you want to ask? Okay. So I thought of this question because I was watching Miracle on Ice the other day. Okay. So if you were great movie, if oh, fantastic movie, gets me fired up every time I watch it <laughs> for like two weeks. Yep. Um, if you were, I'm trying to think of the perfect way to word it. If you were an Olympic athlete in any sport, what Olympic athlete would you be? But you can't pick your own sport. So you like you want to know what sport they would play, or like like if you like if I you want could, to be Michael Phelps. No, no, no. Like what sport what would you sport pick? would you pick in the Olympics? Yeah, but you can't pick baseball. Yeah, exactly. So like I couldn't be like, oh, I want to play baseball in the Olympics. Like you got to pick something cool. What sport would you pick? Um, I mean. I would. I want to say hockey, but I think if you did the 
like some of the downhill skiing, I think okay. that that would be so. I mean, it's obviously dangerous, but I think that would be so. So cool. you're going Winter Olympics? Yeah, hundred percent. I think the Winter Olympics are cooler. I don't know. I think being like the fastest man in the world. Might yeah, be that. Cool. Yeah, if you were Usain Bolt, that would yeah, be pretty cool. Yeah, being the hundred meter yeah. world champ wouldn't wouldn't suck. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, Gus. Thank you for taking time to be on the PCAST. Good luck this spring. Thank Have you. fun at the wild card game tonight. Oh yeah, and we'll be, be right blast. back with the PCAST right after this. Another big thank you to Gus Freeman of the Austin P Baseball team for stopping by for our interview this week, which is brought to you by the Flats Off Madison. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one and two bedroom apartments. Uh, call a leasing agent or stop by today, 931-538-3257. Make the Flats Off Madison your new home. Busy week, Alex. Yep. Soccer's done, but everything else is starting. Yep. I mean, we got basketball kicking up. We got still got volleyball. We got we have tennis. We have tennis. Nope, tennis is done. No tennis. No tennis. Just volleyball, basketball, basketball, and football. And the baseball wild card game tonight. Gus yep. Freeman sold you on why you should come to that. He said it's going to be electric. Come out here. We're going to pack the stands. Have a good old time down there at the hand. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so be there or be square. And don't be square. Don't be square. If you're square, you're square. And you don't want that. Was that funny, Alex? Did that make you laugh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hold it together. You're a professional, sort of. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Not really. <laughs> Only one of us here can say that. Okay. Anyway, volleyball. We, we kind of alluded to it uh, in the first half. It is it is must-win time for the Govs. Yeah, I mean, and it is legitimately a must-win. Literally win. must win. If you want to keep this season rolling into the postseason, uh, Saturday, this Saturday, in Jacksonville, against North Florida, got to get a win. Next Friday, Central Arkansas in the Dunn, got to get a win. Next Saturday, North Alabama, also in the Dunn, got to get wins. So, just like I said, there's only one match this weekend. Got to start with a win at North Florida, so that's where the focus is. Yep. Um, just got to happen if you want this thing to roll on into the postseason. Yeah, and I was, I was kind of looking at it a little bit, too, at the standings. You just you need a little bit of help, but I don't think any of the help that you need is out of the ordinary. So just go take care of business. You cannot worry about what the rest of the A-Sun's doing. Go in there, play your game, get some wins, and then once you get to the postseason, anything can happen. Everything starts over. Yep. All right. We got a little basketball. Monday night. Monday night. Monday, Monday, Monday <laughs> in F&M Bank Arena. Yep. A little doubleheader action. The women are going to kick things off 5.30 against Treveca, F&M Bank Arena. The men at what time? 7.15. 7.15, F&M Bank Arena against? Life. Life. Govs life. taking on life. Govs versus life. It's There's going to be a lot of jokes. There's going to be a lot of jokes about that. A lot of jokes. Anywho, women's basketball team. Let's talk about them, Alex. I think, um, I think oh, they're going to play defense. I think. If there is one thing that I can promise you about a Brittany Young-led team, it's that that team is going to play some lockdown defense. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of players. I think one person on this women, a newcomer on this women's basketball team that I'm really looking forward to, Moorhead State transfer Sandra Lynn, uh, true point guard. Um, she had over 120 assists last year. Um, she's going to be manning the point this year. She's good. She's fun to watch. Uh, Camille Blaylock, who uh, covers them, has been talking really highly 
about her just all year long. Um, we know about Anala Nelson. We know about Shamari Hale. We know about Gabby Zapata Smalls. The newcomers on this team, though, was it Kaylee Chamberlain? Shot the lights out in the three-point contest. Yep. She was. She was. She was letting it fly. Yeah, and I. I, I mean, whether she's one of those players that's going to be coming coming off the bench, I think she could at some point this season. I don't know about the first game of the year. Uh, she could be a starter. Uh, Alyssa Hargrove is a really good wing player for this team. She's she comes from Set, uh, Stetson. Um, you saw CT Haywood as well. She can go down in the post. She's six foot tall. Yep. And she's long. She's got she some, is. so she can get down in the post. But then also she was stepping out and hitting some threes. Yeah. And the. Um, in the what am I thinking of? Hot shot three point contest. That was madness. Yeah, she as well as in some some practices and scrimmages we've seen. She yeah. can step back there and hit some shots. And honestly, to talk about another uh, returning player that we didn't really get to see a lot last year because she was um, just out. Uh, Bria Hampton. I think she's a really good stretch four, maybe a five if you're given uh, Tank or Gabby some rest. Um, she looked really good. She's looked really good in a couple practices that I've seen. I think I'd look for her to make a good impact, but no, these... We haven't even mentioned this team's top returning three-point shooter, Ty Douglas. So Yeah, Ty Douglas, you know, just knockdown shooter from outside last year. Uh, Ole Miss transfer, of course. She's good, and she looks better. That That's what's dangerous, but, I mean, when you talk about off women's basketball this year, you got to talk about Shamari Hale, um, sixth player of the year last year, second team all-conference, ASUN championship, um, all-tournament team. I mean, we call her Tank for a reason. I mean, she is a menace down on both ends of the paint. Um, set the single-season field goal percentage record last year, hitting nearly, like, what was it, almost 70% of her shots from the field. Hit 50% of her shots in the final, like, 20 games of the season last year. Tank's good. I'm excited to see what she does with the supporting cast. And she, is she still going to be coming off the bench, you think? Yeah. Yep. That's I, I, I think it'll be kind of what it was last year. Gabby is about a st- Gabby's about a smalls will play the five. Uh, first sub will probably be a mix. It'll probably be tank. If not on the second sub, I mean, tank just feeds off those second units. Yeah. And yeah. Men's basketball team's got life on Monday as well. Right after that women's game, kind of, kind of what we all knew going into that exhibition is that sharp and black are for real. Uh, Desi Jones, the Quinnipiac transfer, really impressed me in, in the game. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I see maybe is the height with this team a little bit. They're going to run 6'8", six, 6'7", six, at center. But I think that they play hard enough and they're athletic enough that they're going to be able to overcome that basically against everybody. Yeah, because you don't have anybody on the active roster that's listed over 6'8". Uh, Jonathan Dunn got the start at the 5. Um, he's... He's good. I mean, he's a very high-energy guy. He's going to go, and he's going to grab rebounds. He's going to out. Jalen Ware was getting in there grabbing boards He last was. Night. I mean, yeah. he led us with seven in just 12 minutes of play. I'll be interested to see how much time he gets. I think another player that I think has just such a high motor that really impressed me yesterday was Clarksville. Um, you know, from Clarksville, Daniel Luce comes from Christian Brothers. There's a lot of stuff like, oh, you know, he's just on this team because he's a Clarksville. No, Daniel Luce is the real deal. He's fun to watch. He's a good post. He's 6'6". He plays a lot taller than that. Um, he's going to be good. Um, Des White, freshman, he's going after that freshman three-point record. Um, Des, in the, you mentioned Desi Jones. The thing with him, if we did not have the best point guard in the A-Sun and DeMarcus Sharp on this team, Desi Jones would be our starting point guard. Right. That's what he played at Quinnipiac, and that's what he was really good at with the Bobcats. Um, he's good. He can shoot. He's got really good uh, facilitation. Um, he's fun to watch. 
I could probably tell you what our starting five is for this game. And it's a good group. I, but at the end of the day, I think we have the two best players in the A-Sun and DeMarcus Sharp and Jamonte Black, and I think they're going to show it, especially against life. Especially against life. Big football game this week, Alex. Yep. Just a bit. Uh, Austin P. 6-2 and two overall, 3-0 and oh in the UAC. Eastern Kentucky, 4-4 four and four overall, but 3-0 in the UAC. So what does that mean? That means the winner of this game is 4-0 in the conference in first place, and overall record does not matter because they're going to control their own destiny in terms of the conference title because both of us still have Central Arkansas on the schedule, who's one game back. They've got one conference loss. And, and for the Govs, I mean, there's, there's a possibility where if you do drop one, you're still in play for an at-large with eight wins because eight, eight, eight's, a, eight's the number. Eight is yeah. the number. But don't worry about that. This team's motto has been leave no doubt, and part of that is control your own destiny. How do you control your own destiny? You don't leave it into the hands of a committee. Yeah. If you win the conference, you don't have to worry about a committee picking you to be in the playoffs because you put yourself in the playoffs. And that is this team's mindset in, at Eastern Kentucky, next week against Utah Tech, the following week against Central Arkansas. They do not want it to be somebody else's choice to put them in the playoffs. Yeah. They want to kick down the door and do it on their own. I mean, you want to make it to where you clinch your spot and now you're in the running for one of those buys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like we said earlier, there's people that still have not ranked the Govs, so I don't, I don't know what's going on. We've won six in a row. We're still getting punished for a bad first half against Southern Illinois in week one. Yeah, That's what it is, because the Tennessee game can't hurt us. We played great. Right. In the Southern Illinois second half, we didn't play bad. That bad first half, we got down big. We're, it's still coming back to bite us, right. which is not fair to this team. It was team. the first half of the season. Of week one. Exactly. Against the top ten team. Yeah. It's, just, it's not fair to hold that against this team still, regardless. Gulls be, if the Gulls beat Eastern Kentucky, come home, take care of business against Utah Tech, and set up a conference title game, basically, against Central Arkansas, assuming that Central Arkansas goes on the road and beats Eastern Kentucky next weekend, mm-hmm. and they win that game, why aren't they in the running for a top eight national seed? Exactly. You're going to put that team at nine and two, undefeated in conference play. Yeah. Why, why, why are they not in the conversation to host in the second round? And especially at that point, they, outside of maybe a South Dakota State, that's probably the hottest team in the FCS. If you go in nine with straight wins. nine straight wins, I mean, other than South Dakota, no one else is going to have a winning streak like that, I don't think. Because yeah. South Dakota State's ended all the big sky winning streaks by that point. Exactly. It's, uh, I think at that point, the 7-10 to 10 conversation is, is real, and the Govs are in it for one of those spots. Yeah. And, boy, talk about getting that Thanksgiving week off to get ready for a Week 2 game at the Fort. Not Week 2, Round 2 game. Mm-hmm. You jump to Round 2 at Forterra Stadium. You get a week off. You're giving Scotty Walden and that staff an extra week to prepare for extra a week game. to prepare. I mean, you'll get some guys some rest. Yep. You, get, you, you obviously don't know who you play until that Saturday, but you'll know who – who your two options are right man it, I, it even if we don't have to play a week even if we don't get the buy I, there's a lot of talk about oh maybe it's regional so the govs could get an ovc team in here it could be ut martin it could be tennessee state it could be chattanooga man how how fun would that be it could be a lot of fun get one of those tennessee schools in here for a first round playoff game thanksgiving weekend man We'd sell the Ford out in a heartbeat. Oh, one hundred percent. Be a lot of fun. And then I saw another bracketology that had Austin P. Chattanooga in the first round and the winner. You know where they had the winner going? I don't. Southern Illinois. <laughs> Give me the Salukis back. Run it back. You want to run that thing back? Because I want to run that thing back. <laughs> I think this entire team does. Listen, listen. You'll get a Scotty Walden revenge game. 
You'll get a fired-up Austin P team. Sure, it's on the road at Southern Illinois where you lost in week one. Southern Illinois did not get the full playbook, I don't think. No. Let me tell you, that playbook will be wide open if we run up there again. It'll be a completely different game. There ain't no like, – we couldn't even guess what some of those plays are going to be. Run that I'm, – I'm, I'm down to run that thing back. So, uh, But first, we got to worry about 1-0 this week. Yep. And we got to beat Eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Rivalry game. It's probably our biggest rivalry in football, in yep. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Murray State would be a close second, I think. The problem with that rivalry, it lacks a little bit of the fire because Murray State has not been as competitive in football recently. Right. Eastern Kentucky's a good team. I yep. don't care if they're 4-4. Four four. Yeah. Parker McKinney's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yes. He, he almost threw 4,000 yards last year, Alex. Yeah, I know. He is the active FCS leader in passing yards, touchdowns, completions, total yards, total offense. Pick, Everything. Pick a stat. It's that. It's, there's, no, there's no way around it. He is a good player. Now, as much as their offense can score, their defense gives up 500 a game. Really? They give up 300 through the air a game. It's, five, it's close to 500 total offense, 300 through the air. So, the Govs should be able to move the ball. Mm-hmm. This game is going to come down to who's going to get stops. you got to get that last stop. That, that, I, mean, I, I don't want to get the last stop. I want to get all the stops. Yeah. Now, if the Govs can come out and play defense like they did earlier in the season, you're going to be in really good shape. Yeah. How do, defense has, has been lacking behind a little bit these past two weeks. 39 points. Against the North Alabama team with a really good quarterback. Fine. A lot of points up in Utah. That's a shootout against a really good quarterback as well. Right. You've got another good quarterback on this. It's three straight weeks of really good quarterbacks, and McKinney might be the best of the three. Yeah. So, you got to get some stops on him. And I think we showed how to do that in the second half of last season's game. When we got pressure on McKinney, put him on the ground a couple times, mm-hmm. we got some stops. We got Mike the ball. Mike took over that game with his legs. EKU had some really good corners last year, so we, we had tr- trouble throwing the ball, and Mike took over with his legs. They don't have those guys at corner this year. So Mike should be able to move the ball. We just got to stop McKinney. Right. And that's what it comes down to. Alex, it's prediction time. Austin P at number 17, Austin P at Eastern Kentucky, Roy Kidd Stadium, Richmond, Kentucky. Give me your prediction. I'm going to say. I think points are high. I, I think so, too. I think they're high, but I don't think they're, like, ungodly. I mean, still. Yeah, high. both these teams are, are strapped up for this one. This, is, this, is, this one's been circled. Give me Govs 43, Eastern Kentucky 37. So I, I think there's a lot of motivation on both sides going into this one. Yeah. Austin P was down 17 and a half time against Eastern Kentucky last year. We came back and beat them in the second half, outscored them 28 to nothing to win that game. Mm-hmm. So Eastern Kentucky's got that. Yeah. The last time the Govs went up to EKU, lost that game. A uh, couple interceptions really changed the outcome of that one. Mm-hmm. Mike DeLillo was not on that team. A lot of these players were on that team, but there's a lot of players that were on that team. I know there's guys like Javon Young. He remembers that game. Mm-hmm. So Darius Doss may not have been playing in that game, but he remembers that game. Yeah. Bryce Robinson was up there. Trey Goodman was there, I believe. There's guys that were at that game. Yep. There's guys that remember that game, and – Got to use it. Got to use that. Got to use that. I know Scotty Walden remembers that game. Uh, he does not want to lose. He does not want to go up there and lose again. Right. It's a. Uh, it's an Austin P team that's historically not had great success against Eastern Kentucky until the last five years. Yeah. It would be our third win in Richmond since 2019. Okay. We have four wins in Richmond all time. Or oh, no, wow. we have three all time in Richmond right now, I believe. So it would yeah. be our fourth, and three of them have been the past five years. Sure. I will take the Governors. Okay. Forty-five. I'm doing math in my head here. To 34. Okay. 
45 to 34, Austin P. Uh, it's tight. It's close the whole way. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's a snug one, we'll say. So, uh, but a big win for the Govs on the road. Control their own destiny the rest of the way after that. Yeah, take do. care of Utah Tech. Take care of Central Arkansas. Get on. Get on to that Thanksgiving or the next week yeah. game in the playoffs. Let's just get to the playoffs. Just get to the playoffs. What Al Davis say? Just win, baby. Just win, baby. The guys were up there at uh, Allegiant <laughs> Stadium a couple weeks ago. Just win. Uh, shout out to the Raiders. Fired Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Sorry. Bench and Jimmy G. <laughs> They're going through it right now. They're <laughs> tough, going through tough it. Tough time to be, a, to be a Raiders fan. I don't know. I feel like it's really not, though. It's almost like uh, I, we know one that's been dealing with this his whole life. Yeah. Shout out to Colby Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Christian McGregor, Matthew Kilpatrick, Charlie Hutt, Trey Price. They've got increased service opportunities for you to student athletes. The ghost candy drives in the books. That looked like it went well, as always. Yeah. Candy for everybody in the Clarksville community right here on campus. But now it's the giving season. So uh, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a lot of Thanksgiving service opportunities, a lot of Christmas ones coming up. So uh, just stay locked in on those. Keep doing good in the community. Get those Govs Cup points, too. A lot of home basketball games coming up. Definitely. Uh, Alex, how do people follow us on social media? Follow us on X and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P Governors. Uh, shout out to Robin. Back. Big back. Big She's back. Big back. Um, was at basketball yesterday. Govs Madness. Um, she came in, hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. But uh, yeah, shout out to her, Bree, Lexi, Carter, Robert, um, just everybody that's been helping keep social medias popping i think everything every team's accounts have been looking really good lately big shout out devin stewart with the football team too yes cranking out the content love that all right let's go p.com for dates news stories information cody bush alex howard camille blaylock chris austin and myself we've got all the information you need right there at let's go p.com uh or else you can get on let's go p.com what's that tickets tickets you can also call ticket office 931-221-pay but you can also go to let's go p.com backslash buy tickets football season tickets two home games left Maybe you get your season tickets still. Maybe maybe, maybe that gets you a playoff ticket. I don't know. I don't know what the deals are. I don't either. But uh, football season tickets, get them. If you don't want to get those, get single game tickets. Get the Buffalo Wild Wings VIP zone. It's sold out the last home games. Mm-hmm. Don't miss it. No. You, you got to get those now. You got to get those now. All you can eat food and drinks and down there in the Buffalo Wild Wings VIP zone. You can also get basketball tickets, Alex. Yep. Season tickets on sale still. Season tickets. Uh, get your single game tickets on Ticketmaster. Um, you know, I've sat here and talked about our men's basketball team and women's basketball teams for seems like hours. But these teams are electric. They're fun to watch. Um, great coaching on both sides. FNM Bank Arena. It is a state-of-the-art facility. Beautiful arena. Um, it was great playing games in there yesterday. Or great playing uh, game in there yesterday. Don't miss a single moment. Get those tickets single game single season mom was there mom mom and grandma were there they enjoyed the whole experience so let's go pee let's go pee get your tickets now uh find us on itunes spotify or directly on the website let's go pee.com backslash podcast give us a rating and review on the podcast alex would you maybe give us five stars i think i think i'd give us five stars five stars uh once just a guest let us know if local on campus event we should shout out uh tell us if you're going to richmond kentucky this weekend i'll be there <laughs> Alex will not. I will uh, not. I'm sorry. It's fine. He'll be there in spirit, maybe, sort of. Will you be there in spirit? I will 100% be there in spirit. I'll be, ke- I'll be keeping up live. He'll be, he'll be dialed in. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex out underscore APSU. Shout out to James McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to the people that still don't have the Govs ranked in the top 25. <laughs>
uh, we see you, and we, uh, we do see you. We're here to we're here to change that. And we appreciate the chip that you've put on this team show. Yeah, keep doubting, keep doubting, keep doubting. We'll keep running. Keep doubting. Uh, that's all we got. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. From that pressure drop feeling, we're just treading water each day. There's a way to feel better. Be well set to weather the storms till the sun shines again. When your compass is spinning and you're lost on the way, like a leaf in the wind, friend, hear me when I say, Bubbles up, they will point you towards home. No matter how deep or how far you roam They will show you the surface